good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly and unshakably to the solid rock of Scripture? Welcome to the podcast today, and I want to begin by asking a question that perhaps all of us need to ask ourselves from time to time, but maybe you find yourself in this position right now. Have you ever found yourself in a real spiritual low point in your life? You've had a number of spiritual setbacks. Uh, you've had struggles that have been ongoing. You found that your time with the Lord and your devotional time has been cold and, and lifeless and detached, and you just feel like your prayers aren't making it above the ceiling. Uh, if you're even doing any of that at all, if you're spending time in the Word and in prayer, and you just feel like you've just your 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 belly is just scraping the ground, you're so low in terms of your spiritual condition, and it seems like you're trying to get to get a, a, a foot on the first rung of the ladder to begin climbing out, but you just lack the strength to do it spiritually. Your eyes have been looking at all the things that are discouragements around you. Uh, you have been, uh, it seems, beat down by a number of circumstances. Well, that's not unlike the situation with Israel in our text for today in First Samuel chapter 7, because it was a very dark time when Samuel really came into his ministry here when he appeared. The prophet Samuel came into the life of Israel. Eli's family had been a disaster. His sons had gone astray. Uh, the Israelites had run into a battle with the Philistines and had been, had been uh, just mopped up. I mean, just devastated as far as the war was concerned. Not only that, but, but their, their, their chief, I don't know if you want to call it a rabbit's foot or what they thought was a good luck to, uh, a token for them. The Ark of the Covenant was taken from them by the Philistines and as we learned in a previous podcast, was with them for some seven months. And the Israelites were just at a low, po low point. Everything seemed to be dark. But you know, I'm going to tell you right now, as you're listening to this podcast, I've seen it in my life, I've seen it in other people's lives, that that's the very time where God is, is able to break through and to do something great. He's looking for ways in which to show himself strong, and he sometimes allows us the end result of our own decisions in order to bring us to a point where we're dependent on him. But yet he's there, and he's willing to hear our prayers, and he's willing to come and to restore us and re <clears throat> excuse me, revive our hearts and fix in us a right spirit. And what I find in 1 Samuel chapter 7 are really... Uh, I have them underlined in my Bible because they were five conditions of revival. And I think it was not only true in Samuel's day, it's true today as well. And that has to start out by re realizing how far we've come from when we accepted the Lord or when God uh, forgave our sins for Jesus' sake. Now, let's let's just identify a little bit here. Uh, with what was going on in Israel. Uh, 20 years. 20 years is how long the Ark of the Covenant was in the town of Kerjath-Jerim. I actually have stayed in this town, in the very place where the Ark of Covenant was so many years ago, some 3,000 years ago. The Ark of the Covenant existed there. 
because you remember the Philistines sent it back after that devastating loss in the the war against the Philistine army. But we read something interesting in 1 Samuel 2. Although the time was dark, 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 2 says, And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kerjath-Jerim that the time was long, for it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel, the Bible says, lamented after the Lord. Now that's a significant statement. What that says to me is that there came a an awareness on behalf of God's people that there was a sense of a deep, deep need that existed in their hearts. There was this void that was there, a longing for something better, something they had missed out on, something that they just couldn't supply any other way. All of those things that they had trusted in had been, had evaporated, and they just had this lament, this longing, this, this sense of a, at their very core, a deep need for God. And I would suggest to you listeners today that that's the first thing that we have to understand when we want a visitation from God, when we want a reviving from the Lord. That's not going to come if I'm self-satisfied with my own spiritual efforts, with my own motions that I go through for religiousness. Uh, That's not going to come that way because I can go through all kinds of motions and be empty of a real relationship with God. And here the text says that the Israelites had a sense of a need in their hearts. And I want to suggest to you, too, that's what God's looking for from us. Uh, An absolute rejection of anything of our own and a deep longing for God himself. Secondly, the text goes on to say in verses 3 and 4, that Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods, little g, and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balim and Ashtaroth, and served the Lord only. The second step in having a visitation from God, having a reviving of your spiritual life, is to put away idols from your life that have obstructed your view and your surrender to the one true God. And as you've probably heard sermons on that before, idols can be anything. Idols can be Uh, you know, money, money, uh, uh, possessions, idols can be your family, idols can be hobbies, idols can be anything that comes before God. And we secretly hold on to those things and pet them sometimes. And we try to find them our satisfaction. And God said, they all are lies. They're fake promises. Uh, The devil will sell you anything, anything it would take to take your eyes off the Lord. So I want to challenge you. Maybe it's crept in slowly into your life, but you need to put away the idols, destroy them, get rid of them, and make sure that your priority is a pursuit of the living God himself. That's the second step for revival. If you want another, the next step is in verse 5, another step. Verse 5 says, And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah. 
the word mizpah is a Hebrew word that means watchtower. Uh, Gather all Israel to mizpah and I will pray for you unto the Lord. A third condition of revival, not only a sense of deep need, not only a destruction of idols, but it's prayer. Uh, A seeking after the Lord, not a 12-step method, not a support group, not therapy, not anything, but a broken humbleness before the living God. A prayer where you pour your heart out to Him, where you're not trying to strategize your way out of your stinking situation, but that you're saying, Lord, I'm submitting to you in all things. I pray, I'm praying that you would be exalted. Uh, that kind of prayer uh, is absolutely essential to come to the Lord and just say, okay, I'm done. I can't do this without you. Number four, another condition of revival is in verse six. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. This fourth step of of uh, revival is a confession of weakness and sin. Uh, how often have you just spent your time not asking God for anything, but simply saying, Lord, I am a sinful man. I am a sinful woman. I have I've transgressed your law. I've disobeyed you. Uh, reveal to me anything else that's a shortcoming. Help me to see me for what I am. When you have that kind of confession, God is pleased because your weaknesses and sins are what serves as an obstacle between you and real living. And then last of all, verse 9, And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering uh, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord uh, for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And, And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. And I love this next part of verse 10. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. What you find in that last condition of prayer is faith in the cleansing blood of the Lamb. Because in verse 9, Samuel took that Lamb, he offered it as a sacrifice, and as the blood was shed, Even at that point, God was preparing for a victory and reviving in the hearts of his people. You know, you can win any battle and you can defeat any foe when the Lord's on your side. Uh, Remember that song we sing, the arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Yes, God forgives, God restores. But you know, you think about all that was lost during those 20 years in Kirjath-Jerim. There were some people that probably lost family members. Uh, They lost the power of God. Yes, God will forgive and restore, but let's make sure that we don't let our times of backsliding be the norm, but rather be the exception. Don't stray. Stay close to the Lord. Remember, the only thing between a sinning man and judgment is time. So I want to encourage you to make sure that uh, you're walking with the Lord and living in the richness and the joy of His favor. God bless you today. Walk in the reality of Christ. Live out these principles and God will pour out His grace. God bless you.